For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And hello, and we welcome you to this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast. I'm Jim Powers. Glad to have you with us. And football season's over. It was a terrific year, a historic year, so to say, for the St. Louis metro area as they claim the top four classification titles in football in the state of Missouri. And always great to have a chance to talk to a very good friend of mine. We've known each other for years. He's been covering the high school scene for many years. And now he's doing terrific work with SB Live here in Missouri. It's Nate Latchin. Nate, first off, thanks so much for the time. And uh, talk a little bit about your new gig. How's everything going? And I know you're really happy to be back covering high school sports on a full-time basis. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great fit. Um, Scorebook Live or SB Live, they they uh, they were trying to hire me for about a year, uh, bringing me on for their Missouri coverage. And uh, you know, I kept saying no and no and no um, because I was I was happy with what I was doing, and I was working for uh, part time working for Prep Red Zone, being able to uh, being able to write about. Uh, you know, kids statewide, um, you know, football players helping them, you know, hopefully try to get opportunities for college. Um, so that was uh, that was something that I did for about a year and a half, getting back into the into the prep coverage, uh, you know, in a in a part time way. Um, but it, it, it turned out to be uh, really rewarding. And it feels like, you know, if I have the ability to, to help these kids help shine a spotlight on what they're doing and and help uh, help, you know, you know, the goal is help kids get opportunities for college, you know, free college or, or scholarships. You know, I feel like it's almost uh, what I have to do. You know, if I have the ability to help, I feel like it's uh, it's I don't want to say a responsibility because, you know, that maybe has a negative connotation. But if I have the ability, I feel like I, I need to uh, do what I can to help uh, help uh, these young people. And it's been great. Scorebook Live has is, is been a great outlet. And it's a, it's a company not a lot of people know about. Obviously, it started out on the West Coast. I mean, you know about it a little bit, um, and they've grown uh, grown so much. Um, so really, they they made me a an offer I, I couldn't refuse to do uh, to do something I love and to do something that helps others. So um, probably probably the perfect fit for me um, at this point in my life. You know, the two of us. I mean, this is what we do. This is you know the the way we approach our business and. You know, it's all about the kids and the coaches because, you know, I, I still believe that there's just not enough coverage out there for, you know, the great student athletes, the coaches, you know, the schools and that. And, you know, when, when you took over at SB Live, I was so happy to hear that because I knew that was just going to amplify everything that's been going on. But the cool thing is you're just not concentrating on the St. Louis area like I am. You're concentrating on the whole state of Missouri. Plus, you got a couple other states that you're also uh, handling and working on. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very busy uh, few months during football season because I'm I'm uh, I'm the regional editor, uh, you know, in charge of Missouri is my primary like home base, but also uh, in charge of starting up coverage in Indiana and Illinois. So obviously, you know, familiar with Illinois from from the past, from working for 
um, you know, stlhighschoolsports.com and the post dispatch and covering preps for them. But, but it's been, uh, it's been a lot of work. It's been an adventure, like learning, uh, learning those states better. Um, and also trying to find more people to, to help, uh, beef up the coverage. Uh, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of the things that was attractive about, about scorebook live is, you know, they're trying to cover high school sports the way, um, the way newspapers used to cover high school sports before, you know, layoffs and cutbacks and, and just, you know, decreasing or, uh, you know, lessening the, uh, the resources they put behind high school sports. And, and we're obviously blessed in, in the St. Louis area with what um, the post-dispatch and SDL high school sports has done over the years. They've done such a great job. And, you know, I used to work there. I still love, uh, love those guys. Um, they do a great job for what they're doing, but, you know, scorebook live is, is a little bit like doing that on a, on a, statewide basis and even on a national basis state by state so the goal with the goal with sb live is to have uh have people in every state providing coverage and and i like uh how it's going i mean it's an internet company so you never know um i've been down that road before with a with a former employer uh going going bankrupt unfortunately but um no it's uh it's been great and uh i love the work that we're doing and and we're trying to add more people all the time freelance writers and photographers to uh to beef up the coverage, but it's been, uh, I've, I've had some great people, especially in Missouri and it's been great. Let's talk about Missouri and football. And in the years I've been covering the years you've been covering, I, I think this is a historic year. Um, I can't remember the last time we've taken the top four classes, uh, championship wise on the football side, um, uh, you know, East St. Louis getting their 10th, uh, state championship. But when you talk about breaking the glass ceiling, so to say, for the St. Louis side. I, I really think this year was the year that we finally did it, especially in class five. It's been a minute since we've brought home the class five state championship and to be able to do that with how CBC with their incredible run and then St. Mary's and Cardinal Ritter. I, I mean, this has just been a terrific year for our area. Yeah, definitely. And and as soon as the, uh, as soon as the districts and classifications were announced, like you, you knew that was a possibility um, obviously like CBC defending state champions had a, had a great team coming back, but there were no sure things. I mean, there were enough question marks there that, that, uh, you know, they were the favorite, but, um, you know, there was the potential for them to, to get tripped up along the way. And we saw that their last two games, even, um, you know, with Francis Howell, it, it seemed like the perfect storm of them moving down to class five, being able to avoid the, uh, the CBCs and the Smiths of the world that have plagued them in the past. And, uh, you know, they were able to make that run. And, you know, it's incredibly difficult too making that drive to Carthage um, and beating that team on that field, you know, four, I don't know, four hours away. I don't know. It, the one time I made that drive, it, it felt like forever. <laughs> so um, and, and that was actually a semifinal game with uh, with Viani and Kyron Williams mm -hmm. about four years ago. I think it was on the way to their last their last state title. So that's a great Carthage team that a lot of people in the St. Louis area don't know enough about, but that's a very difficult task. And, and even beating Fort Osage in the final, that's another really good team. So yeah, they, they, uh, like, like I said, kind of the perfect storm um, set up for them, but they still had to, uh, to withstand some challenges along the way. And, and then uh, obviously a historic performance from their quarterback, Adam Shipley in the championship game was, was phenomenal really uh really made that offense go and did some things that that elevated them to another level so um that was a great run you know st mary's obviously everybody knew they won state a year ago 
but stepping up a class, like would they be as dominant? And the answer was, yeah, they were, they were as dominant. Um, they haven't lost to a Missouri team in, in two seasons now. Um, and uh, with the uncertainty there, we'll see what happens. Uh, but this was obviously a special group um, led by those seniors like Jamal Roberts and Chase Hendricks and, um, you know, Donovan McIntosh. They, they just had a group that, you know, had the potential and, and, you know, withstood all of their challenges. And with Cardinal Ritter, it was a team, you know, in the beginning of the season, I was talking with some of my colleagues at SB Live, you know, going into the rankings, I said, hey, this team's going to be really good. Um, we need to we need to make sure we have them ranked high. And I don't think we I don't think I convinced my coworker to rank them high enough. But uh, in the end, like they showed what they were capable of and, and they look like they're set up for um, a couple of years, even though they lose uh, two phenomenal seniors at Marvin Burks and Frederick Moore. So it's a great run for them as well. You know, let's talk about first that Class Six championship. And you, Nate, you were there. I I was on the call for that game on Michigan TV. That's going to go down as one of the top five games high school wise that I've seen in an awfully long time. It's absolutely the best Class Six championship we've seen in years. Um, you know, two teams that just threw haymakers at each other, and you know, CBC weathered the storm and was able to get the touchdown in overtime and then the stop on fourth and 16. But that game was just an unbelievable classic championship match. Yeah. And it's, it's funny if, if you take a step back and you look at the last two years, um, I mean, at least some North had a chance to beat them twice. They had mm-hmm. a chance to beat CBC in the semifinals last year. They were up 14 in the second half. Um, couldn't, couldn't hold it. Um, you know, CBC comes back and, you know, that's the mark of a champion, obviously. Uh, comes back and wins that game. And and even the last second desperation pass by Lee Summit North, there was a kid on his back in the end zone who almost came down with a batted ball. So uh, CBC wins by six or seven. Um, but that game was was absolutely crazy. And, and Lee Summit North looked like they were going to break through um, the second half of that game and didn't. So CBC wins, goes on and and uh, just put out put on an incredible performance the following week against Liberty North. So the rematch was was definitely there was a lot of excitement going into this one. Um, you know, it seemed like again Lee Summit North this was their chance to break through first time in the state title game, but also you know a rematch with CBC. Like you know you know they've been thinking about CBC for a whole year. Um, you know CBC probably wasn't necessarily thinking about Lee Summit North for a year, but that was definitely the motivation for. Jamar Mosey and the Broncos and and man it was it was a great game they've got a great team their their quarterback um Elijah Leonard who actually transferred from Liberty North so he played against CBC in the championship game a year before as the backup you know he transfers has the game of his life um in that championship game and he was kind of building to that point as well but um an incredible performance and and you know we haven't heard the last of Lee Summit North but again another heartbreaking outcome uh yeah, I, I can't remember a football game on any level that ended in the way that that thing did um, with two uh, two point blank attempts at, at game winning field goals. And, you know, one just goes wide, there's a penalty and then the second one gets blocked, which is a great play by CBC. But, um, yeah, just hard, hard to believe how that all unfolded. Um, I'm sure you in the call, I'd have to go back and listen to it. But, you know, it, it felt like, OK, here we go. Like they're going to pull this off um, for everybody watching the game i mean that was that was the opportunity and and when they didn't get that done they still had the opportunity i mean they were obviously deflated but in overtime it was it was jeremiah love who, yeah another incredible performance by him who just took over 
you know, has the one big run and then, and then CBC's defense was up to the task. So yeah, like I you go back in time, there is a very slim margin between Lee Summit North potentially winning back-to-back state championships um, or CBC doing it, but CBC did it. And, you know, it's a credit to Scott Pingle, Butch Dimovitz, his coaching staff. Um, you know, I, I think people just think CBC is loaded with talent, which is true in a lot of cases. Um, but that coaching staff has really done a phenomenal job and uh, the roster turns over and they're still winning state titles. So five rings for, uh, for Scott and Butch together, um, an incredible run and, and it's owed a lot to the coaching staff. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then you mentioned class five, Adam Shipley. The last time I remember a quarterback performance was Skylar Thompson when he was with Fort Osage. You know, a few years back, it was one of the last games at the Dome, one of the last championships at the Dome. But my gosh, Adam Shipley, you know, and he's got great kids around him. But it, it was just he he took that game over from the get-go and just did everything you can imagine to, to get the Vikings to winning the state championship. And just an unbelievable individual performance by that young man. Yeah, they, they had a lot of weapons, so you were kind of wondering going in, who who's the guy that's going to step up? And, you know, is it a, a Brady Holtman or is it like a Jude James at wide receiver? Um, or a Brett Norfleet? He had a, a heck of a game. Um, I mean, he put up numbers, but I think his, his overall impact was way larger with with what he did in the blocking game. And, and you saw it with Shipley's first touchdown run where Norfleet's running downfield, almost stride for stride, like 30 yards downfield, pancaking a defender, like, I think that uh, that set the tone in a lot of ways. And, you know, Shipley was amazing. He's not necessarily known for, for running like that, but he uh, he found something in the defense he was able to exploit um, and uh, just made a lot of good decisions. And, you know, I had a game story where Coach uh, Chinaki was talking about how, you know, the Monday after uh, the previous game, like that was something that Shipley, uh, Shipley found watching film going back to the semifinal performance. And, they kind of felt like he left some yards on the field or left some plays on the field because of uh, decisions that he didn't make. And, um, you know, I think it's it's an underrated aspect of, of playing quarterback in this day and age with just the decision-making, when to run, when to run it yourself, when to uh, to hand it off. And and it seemed like every decision he made against Fort Osage in the championship game came up as the right decision. And, uh, you know, 49-21 uh, victory, first state title for the Vikings, like shows the uh, shows the result of that. You know, Nate, and I think you've heard me say this all year long, and the way Class 5, you know, with the teams, you know, teams moving down like Cal did, teams moving up like MICDS did, you know, and then obviously Carthage, Webb City, um, Lebanon, Camdenton. I said all year long that if you win Class 5 this year, you're the best team in the state of Missouri, and I still hold true to that with the gauntlet that those teams had to go through and all that. And I think Hal showed, you know, that they are the best team in the state of Missouri, all classifications, just the way they went about their business and got through that gauntlet in class five this year. Yeah, I'd love to see them play CBC or lead them at North or Liberty. <laughs> I have North, been saying that all yeah, year. This is the year I wanted to see Hal and CBC go at each other. Yeah, or give me Hal versus St. Mary's. I mean, I. I, I agree with, with what you're saying to a point um, because uh, there was way more parity in class five and it, it really looked like, um, I mean, I think you would agree. There were times where it's like, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe MICDS is taking this yeah. conference, taking this classification. Maybe, 
maybe Eureka. Like there were a couple, uh, you know, maybe maybe Ford Osage. There were a couple options there that that uh, it class five had kind of more intrigue than uh, many of the other other classifications because you just weren't quite sure Hal was one of the favorites or maybe the favorite the whole way. Um, but there was enough uh, parity, enough competition there that that I wouldn't have been surprised if any number of four, five, six teams uh, won that thing, which is which is a lot of fun. I mean, in, in class six, I think everybody expected it was going to be CBC. It was going to be Liberty North. It was going to be Lee Summit North. And, uh, you know, it kind of held true to what what people probably expected and. And same thing in some of the other classes, like, you know, Blair Oaks, uh, Blair Oaks destroyed everybody um, up until that championship game and, and class, uh, what was it class three, class two, class two. Um, against Lamar. So, um, yeah, th- there were a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good teams in class five, a lot of potential state championship, uh, uh, potential state champion teams, sorry. Uh, but credit to Hal for surviving that gauntlet, and uh, like we said, like going going on the road to Carthage as another team that that uh, that I wouldn't have been surprised if they won. So yeah, more parity in Class Five than than anywhere else. Um, you know, as as the best team in the state, yeah, like I, I'd love to see them play CBC, Lee Summit North, Liberty North, uh, St. Mary's. Um, I'm not I'm not ready to go there, but uh, yeah, it's a quite an accomplishment for the Vikings and. And uh, we'll see what happens if they move up next year. But if they move up, um, they're definitely going to be one of the favorites because I think Class Six will be uh, be maybe down a little bit, especially locally, um, from where it was this year. Absolutely. Well, a couple coaching things that that cut loose this week, and we'll start off down in Southwest Missouri. John Roderick, the longtime head coach at Webb. Uh, you know, a lot of people here in the St. Louis area are very familiar with Webb City. Uh, 22 district titles, 13 state championships. And, you know, John John made the announcement that it's time. And he wanted to do it on his terms. And he's to earn that right to do it on his terms. But, you know, for John to step away, um, he, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be in the Missouri Coaches Hall of Fame. He's going to be in every Hall of Fame that you can imagine. But what an unbelievable career he's had down at Webb. Yeah, and, and you say, like, people in St. Louis – the St. Louis area know about Web City. They know about Web City because of what he's done, what he's accomplished, and and uh, simply incredible. Um, yeah, I, I haven't talked to him, so I don't know what what the plans are, what's next. But he's had an unbelievable run and uh, deserves all the accolades that he's going to get. And I mean, he, he might already be in a couple Hall of Fames, but <laughs> as long as he's been around and with as much as he's accomplished, so uh, yeah, it's it's there's some phenomenal phenomenal coaches across the state of Missouri and. And he is uh, near the top of that list, with, without a doubt. So, tremendous career. And then this morning came out, um, you know, Adam Cruz was the interim coach over at uh, St. Louis U High, and they took the interim tag away. And I, I was really hoping that they would do that. I thought un- with all the circumstances that Adam walked into, you know, t- getting the interim job, you know, at the end of May, and, and then, you know, trying to traverse through just a gauntlet schedule this year, and I thought he did a really, really nice job. And for him to get that interim tag pulled away today, I think that's terrific. And I think, um, you know, Chris Muscoff and the administration over at St. Louis U High made a tremendous decision to let Adam have that program on a full-time basis. Yeah, that that schedule was brutal and the, the circumstances did not help him at all. But 
Um, it's a good program. Everyone who knows Adam, I think, likes Adam. Um, I was I was really happy to see that. I was I was just texting with him a, a few minutes before we started uh, we started this, and um, and I actually had talked to him about about it recently as well. Um, and he didn't he, he didn't let the uh, the news come out then, but um, no, really happy for him. Really happy to see that, and excited to see what he can do with that program. And um, you know, one of the things that was talked about in the press box at state was you know who's who's going to win in class six next year and. Um, a lot of it was like, you know, who are the best teams and even in the St. Louis area? And it, it seems like it's going to be a, a little bit of a down year, depending on who moves up. Like if Howell moves up, they might be the, the favorite to come out of St. Louis in class six. Um, but one of the best teams in the area should be St. Louis U high. And, and now Adam will have a whole off season to, to implement what he wants. Um, you know, they, they piece together a really good coaching staff. Um, in a short amount of time there, but you know it, the lack of cohesion with, with some of that really uh, it hurts. I mean, I, I said earlier about how CBC has done such a great job over the years with their coaching staff, and it's because most of their coaches, you know, led by uh, Scott Pingle and Butch Demovitz, the defensive coordinator, those guys have been together for a long, long time, um, and it makes a difference. And I think you saw that with the Smet this year too, when their third coaching staff in three years with a, a very talented roster, and, and they still made a run to the Final Four, but um, that the lack of cohesion in the coaching staff can hurt, you know, hurts these kids and hurts the programs. And um, now uh, SLU will have a chance next year with a, a very strong roster led by uh, by Ryan Wingo. And they'll have a chance to be, you know, one of the best teams in, in the St. Louis area and possibly one of the best teams in the state. They've got work to do. I mean, they went three and seven this year against a, a really brutal schedule. Um, but you know they will have a chance. They'll have uh, they'll have more talent than than most of their opponents, and hopefully, uh, if Adam creates the schedule, he can he can lighten it up a little bit for for <laughs> for the junior Billikins because you know just starting out the year. I mean, I was at the St. Mary's game, and you know they they lost by thirty two, and you know a lot of questions were is is you know Slew not very good or is St. Mary's just that good? And you know the answer was a little bit of both, but St. Mary's obviously proved to be dominant throughout the rest of the season. So happy for Adam, uh, excited to see what he can do. And, and he's going to have some expectations going into going into next season. I think they had some this year, you know, people were looking forward to this being the breakthrough year, but with, uh, with a talented junior class, it, it felt to me like they were a year away, but uh, we'll see what they can do next year. But it, there's an opening there with, you know, other teams probably falling down a little bit, falling off a little bit. CBC will be talented, but young, um, in a lot of sp- a lot of spots, like you know, Desmet was super talented. They'll be a little, they'll be younger next year. So, the opening is there for the Junior Billikens to uh, to to make a run and do some uh, do some big things. And and now it's all on uh, Coach Adam Cruz to uh, to make that happen. Let's switch gears real quick. Basketball's already underway. Hard to believe the uh, you know it's going right from one to the other. Let Let's do this one storyline. In the metro area, let's start off on the girls' basketball side. I think I know where you're going to go, but what's one storyline that you're going to be following on SB Live on the girls' basketball side? Yeah, I mean, girls' basketball—it's got to be Incarnate Word and uh, their incredible run. And you know, people are probably tired of them <laughs> uh, winning so much, but they've got a—they've got a dominant program. Dan Rolfus and I think what are they? They're in Hawaii this week for uh, for a, a game or a tournament. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. Uh, SB Live, we have them ranked in the top 10 nationally. Um, you know, incredible win streak, incredible state championship streak. 
Um, but that's uh, they're they're still a dominant program with a lot of talented uh, kids still there. So they're uh, they're the team that everybody wants to knock off for sure because that's that would make that makes other people's seasons if they can somehow do that. And but I, I don't I don't know uh, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to. On the boys' side, what's one storyline you're going to be looking at? Ooh, one storyline. Um, you know, it's it's probably the other side of the state and and the group that Staley has put together. Um, you know, I, I could say like Link Academy and Branson. I'm I'm driving down to Springfield to see them at some point uh, today, or driving to Columbia to see them next week. There, we have them nationally ranked. Um, they're going to be one of the top, you know, top top teams in the country. But it, it's just a completely, it's just a different level from high school basketball. Obviously, um, I mean, it is high school basketball, but it's it's just different. It's a national program, national schedule. They've got kids from all over. Um, you know, so the story to me is is Staley and what what that group can do. They've had some great teams over the years. Uh, went to the Final Four last year. I was I was expecting them to to play CBC for the state title, um, and they got tripped up in the semifinals. But Staley's got a great group, um, great coach. Uh, it looks like this will be the year for them. Um, I haven't gotten to see them yet this season. I'm not sure when I will get to. But uh, that's that's who I'm watching uh, on the boys' side for sure, statewide. Awesome stuff. Well, Nate, it's always great to talk to you, buddy. It was great running into you over the last couple of weeks out of Columbia at State Football. Keep up the great work, and people can follow you. Tell them where uh, the Twitter feed and where they can follow all of your work. Yeah, Twitter is Nate Latch, N-A-T-E-L-A-T-S-C-H. Um, same with like Instagram and most places. Uh, but scorebook live is, uh, you know, scorebooklive.com, uh, slash Missouri, uh, for Missouri coverage. And, and the Twitter handle for scorebook live is in Missouri. It's SB live M I Z, which, uh, doesn't really work, but someone stole the other, the other potential, uh, Twitter handle there. So, uh, SB live M I Z on Twitter and scorebook live slash.com slash Missouri, um, for the website. So thanks for having me. No, thank you, Nate. And I know we'll definitely get you on the podcast here during the basketball season, talk about some of the great things going on, but appreciate time, appreciate the hard work and uh, enjoy Springfield and Columbia. I will. Thank you very much, Jim. Have a great day. You too. Nate Latch from SB Live here in Missouri does such great work and I'm really honored and humbled to call him a very good friend. And, you know, it's always great to get him here on the podcast. We want to thank Nate for joining us. We'll next week. We'll start getting some of our basketball coaches on board the podcast and start talking about their seasons. Plus, we'll have a big preview of the Viz tournament. Their tournament draw is this Saturday. They'll kick things off next Saturday uh, with an eight-game day over at Viz and one of the top tournaments in the Midwest. So we'll be talking a lot about that next week as well. For Nate Latch, I'm Jim Powers. Thanks so much for listening to Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast. Great seeing everybody. Great talking to you. We'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.